Hello everyone and welcome back to the LPHS Prosperity Project. We are on our 13th episode and after a brief hiatus of just kind of, you know, catching up on schoolwork and making sure our extracurriculars are all in check, especially regarding college applications, um, we are back. So Brayden and I are here with a very special guest. Um, his name is Jake Williams and he is the CEO of Healthier Colorado. And we kind of wanted to talk to him about policy work regarding mental health and how that looks in the political standpoint, as that is what they do at Healthier Colorado. Um, they make change happen, and they partner with elected officials to then make change in policy within our state. So, yeah. Well, we, we kind of just want to dive into your, your efforts with Healthier Colorado uh, and your kind of journey um, through that organization's founding uh, and why you chose to um, start it? Well, we were given a great opportunity back in 2014 to start Healthier Colorado. I was lucky enough to be employee number one. And in short, we were given a broad license uh, by the foundation who created us, uh, which is the Colorado Health Foundation, to work within the public policy process to improve well being. And what we did is um, look at data, have a lot of conversations across the state, and then practice the art of the possible to figure out um, what we could do to create real change. So what does that mean? It means um, looking at uh, public health data that uh, shows us where the greatest public health problems are in Colorado. I think increasingly over our nearly 10-year lifespan, we found that mental and behavioral health is a realm in which uh, our state as a whole compared to other states, uh, has really fallen behind. And our nation as a whole is experiencing a crisis. So in recent years, especially, that's really risen uh, to the top for us. We also look at uh, both polls, so we commission our own polls, and then we do uh, qualitative intake, that's, which is a fancy way of, of saying that we have uh, conversations uh, with uh, different folks and stakeholders across the state to really get a greater sense of what's going on, what's you know, what are the problems, what are the potential solutions, and we try to, you know, have those conversations with a, a wide variety of folks um, across the state, whether it be health providers, regular people, um, communities of color, different income levels, etc. And then finally, I mentioned the art of the possible. So uh, I think you all know uh, there are lots of problems that we need to solve can't solve, solve them all. And we do the political math to figure out uh, each and every year what's actually achievable uh, because uh, we really have a finite amount of political capital. Um, the state has a finite amount of public money and um, we make some difficult decisions about what to prioritize and what to drop. Um, so you throw that all together in a pot and you mix it all up and uh, there you have our legislative agenda uh, for our statewide agenda. And then we also um, operate at the local level to see what we can do in local communities in the public policy process for that same mission. That's awesome. So regarding like mental health information about our state, what have you found has been the most efficient or effective way to gather information um, about our state? And what have you implemented that has been most effective um, to kind of reduce the mental health problems that have been going on in our state and, and our and our 
uh, nation? Well, first, we have some good data sources here locally. I think at the top of the list would be the Healthy Kids Colorado survey, uh, which is conducted in schools across the state. Not every single school, but many schools. And it gives you an idea um, from youth themselves about what they're up to and what the problems are that they're facing. For example, um, we saw that um, as reported by kids themselves, once upon a time and as recently as 2019, we had the highest rate of youth nicotine vaping in the entire nation. And we did something about it with taxes and regulation. And now we're down to um, a much lower rate, 16%, which is closer to the national average. So that would be one example of a good data source we use. Um, each local public health department um, also has data, as does CDPHE, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. So we use that as well. And then some other um, nerdy favorites of mine uh, would include um, the county health rankings that is produced by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation uh, that kind of gives you a nice breakdown by county of some, some key indicators. So um, we look at all that stuff. Um, and then also, you know, in our polling, for example, we will, we've asked in the past um, about mental health. Like, do, do you or someone in your family have, have a challenge uh, in this category? Do you or someone in your family have um, a challenges with respect to accessing the care that you need for mental health or physical health, et cetera? And that really helps guide us as well, uh, because there's not, there aren't a lot of data sources out there like that, that ask people directly in a um, statistically uh, significant, scientifically sound way uh, that gives you a real picture um, about what people are experiencing. Would you say, so you touched on how there's like, you know, a lot of problems and thus we can't really solve them all. And Healthier Colorado deals with a lot of, you know, you touched on the nicotine aspect of nicotine use um, and then thus getting those rates down. But how would you say mental health in it being kind of more of a subjective feel to some people? How would you see say people approach it when policy making is in play? Well, it's getting better. I think that when I first started uh, here at Healthier Colorado nine plus years ago, when I have a conversation with a legislator, there was less familiarity, less belief, more stigma. Uh, when it came to how public policy can play a role in improving people's mental health, because there was a greater sense that it was more subjective than objective. Mm -hmm. um, but we know um, that objectively we have a problem, uh, both in terms of what people report um, and sadly due to indicators like uh, the rate of suicide that we experience here in Colorado among people of all ages, as well as our overdose deaths and other indication of drug and alcohol use. I mean, just thinking about uh, drugs and alcohol for a second, we're uh, in the top 10 in a bad way um, when it comes to per capita usage, which is a really objective indicator that is reflective of uh, the state of our, our mental and behavioral health. So when we um, take a public policy approach, we latch on to the extent possible to the most objective data points possible. And those exist in the form of what people are telling us um, 
not in a haphazard fashion, but again, in more of a a um, uh, a statistically significant fashion when it comes to their their mental health, colored in by that kind of what I referenced as qualitative intake when we have individual conversations um, um, in communities. And then we also look at the subjective measures like I just mentioned, like, hey, it's not good that you know people are using uh, drugs at this rate that could really cause harm to them. What can we do to make sure that people can seek the treatment that they need uh, in order to live a healthier life? And or how do we create conditions in their lives that would perhaps prevent them from uh, misusing uh, those substances in the first place? Um, so that's that's how we think of, uh, about it. Ad admittedly, you know, like you said, mental health is a little bit different um, than physical health. It, don't get me wrong; it's all health, um, mm -hmm. but um, there, because of how it manifests in, in each of us, um, it's not the same as, say, um, you know, always measuring your, uh, uh, taking a diagnostic uh, about your lung capacity. If you had a, a you know, a, a problem with your lungs, you can't. There isn't like a one test that gives you one number um, to, 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 you know, to rate uh, your, your mental health. But fortunately, there are. Um, data indicators that both on an individual level and a public policy level, they give us some guidance on how to make things better. So for someone who may be listening uh, and, and wants to get involved uh, in, in the efforts that you've been doing with Healthcare Colorado and your position with them, uh, what, where would you recommend they start or what should they do? Go to healthiercolorado.org, sign up for our communications, and then you'll have the ability to do things like uh, contact your legislator, show up to testify, um, support an initiative in your own local community to improve public policy, make a donation, um, participate in a lot of different ways, uh, all towards uh, the objective of changing public policy to improve public health. Awesome. Um, I wanted to kind of ask, how did you get into this field yourself, like from a personal level? Like, how did you, I guess, what was the baseline kind of for you kind of talked about kind of like how federally like healthier healthier Colorado came to be, but like, how about you individually? How did you find this field and kind of what I guess inspired you? Actually, I thought about it a lot when I was a kid, um, younger than you even. And my first memory of when I became interested in politics was actually when I learned about the history of the nuclear bomb. Um, and I remember I was in elementary school and we were learning about um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the um, awesome destructive power of those weapons. And the lesson was really focused in on the science, which is also interesting, but I couldn't stop thinking about the decision and who gets to make the decision and how that comes to be. The decision to use a nuclear weapon is ultimately, especially these days with uh, the arsenal that, that we have is the power to make the decision uh, about whether or not the you know world as we know it will continue to exist, and that really stuck with me. I'm like, well, who's who's the more important person here? The person who invented the bomb, or the person who gets decided to, to, uh, whether or not to use it? Mm -hmm. And um, from that really simplistic um, question, uh, mm -hmm. led me down a path of being interested in politics and policy. 
And uh, and before I got here, I worked in a number of other movements, including the labor movement and the LGBTQ movement and and others, non-political campaigns. And then I got the opportunity in 2014 to start this thing called Healthier Colorado. And I jumped at the chance for really two reasons. Uh, number one, um, we have the freedom to you know tackle the most important issue in, in people's lives. And which brings me to the second um, reason, which is health is the most important issue in people's lives. You know, so uh, when presented with the opportunity to, um, you know, pick and choose opportunities, do things that other organizations haven't done before, and then apply that freedom towards uh, something that's relatable to everybody, it was a, an opportunity that was obvious to take up. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I think that's it um, on our end. I don't know if you have any other questions. Yeah, that's all I had. Um, but no we uh really just want to thank you for for the opportunity to um host us we uh had a really good time uh and we learned a lot uh as well so thank you so much yes we appreciate you i appreciate you this was fun thank you we wanted to end this episode with talking about some resources in which you can go to if you or a friend is going through a mental health crisis and needs to talk to someone about your mental health. Um, so for local resources, we have NAMI Colorado Springs, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They offer several programs regarding improving mental health and plenty of resources to go to um, during a mental health crisis. Safe to Tell is also a great option as they are an anonymous reporting service where you can report anything that concerns or threatens you, your friends, your family, or your community with a 24-7 hour service. Colorado Crisis Services offers immediately immediate help to issues regarding substance abuse, sexuality and identity identity issues, depression and anxiety, and more. So they're also a great resource to go to. The Lewis Palmer School District Counseling Page actually has an awesome directory of extensive resources in, in which you can research to find what's, what source or what program um, might be best for you. I Matter Colorado is also a wonderful program that connects teenagers with up to six free confidential therapy sessions and will match you with an appropriate therapist based on your needs. As for broader resources that are more nationally um, categorized, we have 988, which is the National Crisis Hotline and Suicide Prevention Hotline. They give online support. You can get online support from a trained professional for absolutely any problem has been known to have waiting times, um, but it is still a great resource. And if those waiting times are present, you can always go to Colorado Crisis Service as they might have a faster um, time. Um, the Trevor Project is also a great resource in their website that offers immediate, immediate access to a crisis counselor for LGBTQ plus youth. So as we typically end, we want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in um, with us and Jake to learn more about Healthier Colorado and how we can get involved, um, not only as teens, but just members in the Colorado Springs community to then um, make policy change within our state. This gives, uh, gives us such a great opportunity, and we are so glad that Jake has helped us inform you guys about it. So um, till next time, and thank you guys.